Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach David Bartke here. Today is Sunday, December the 10th, 2017. Happy Sunday, everybody. I hope your Sunday is happy as mine is. Um, we are, of course, doing this uh, recording for broadcast on Thursday at 7 p.m. on PRN, but uh, here on Sunday, we have snow, David. Do you have snow? Yeah, we did. It looks so pretty. <laughs> Looks it's really beautiful. Nice. We got about six inches. I don't know. What'd you get? Uh, not probably four. Yeah, we didn't get six, but oh, four, nice. four is a, enough. <laughs> it's enough to make everything look really pretty. I mean, I love how snow makes the lands- landscape look so beautiful. Before they get all the rock salt and the sand down, everything's just nice and white and all over the place. It's very decorative. I know. Last night when I got home, the sun was going down, and it was snowing, and there was a big deer in the backyard. And it just looked like a picture out of like a Christmas postcard. Oh my <laughs> it was goodness! So pretty, really nice, <laughs> really nice. Yeah, like uh, Courier and Eyes from like a hundred years ago, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, wow, this is like a postcard in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so but what? I already have. I already have a win to share from today. From today? Oh well, we're off. Yeah. Well, actually, we just shared one with the snow. But what else do you have for a win? <laughs> yes. Well. <laughs> I looked out the window and saw the long driveway covered in snow and the steps and everything. And I was like, I really want to attract someone to come help shovel the snow. Because mm, I, I don't know, like sometimes I don't mind doing it and I'm in the right mood or whatever. But today I, I was just not. <laughs> so I, I really would like someone to come. Because, and I don't know, in our neighborhood, you know, it's it's iffy. If you're going to get a random person to ring your bell, can I, sho- you know, can I shovel your driveway or whatever? So um, within, I would say within 20 minutes, the bell rang. Oh, my. <laughs> and uh, this uh, nice guy and his friend uh, were like, oh, can we shovel your driveway and whatever, whatever. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, their, their fee was very reasonable, so I thought, yay. <laughs> Well, actually, that's one of the advantages to living in our complex because uh, we don't have to shovel any of it. And right now, as we're doing this podcast, I'm looking outside at the truck with the plow on it, plowing out the, all, all the parking lot and all that. So, oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's yeah. really really nice. Yeah, that, no. That's a win every time. When you have a <laughs> when you have a standalone home, you don't have that <laughs> that privilege of just someone coming, <laughs> which we're actually looking forward to, believe it or not. But yes, that's exactly right. That's one of the advantages of uh, living in a complex because uh, you don't have to take care of that. All you have to do is you know. Brush the snow, the snow off your own car, move it, and you're done. <laughs> yes, that is a good thing. <laughs> so anyway, that was just a really nice welcomed win for to start the day off. Well, we have another win that our show achieved. Um, I actually had not been tracking downloads or plays um, right. of, the, of the of the previous podcasts until a year ago, November. Uh, so for the first three and a half, four years, I really wasn't tracking them at all. Um, uh-huh. But I started tracking last year, and since then, as of yesterday, we had over 9,000 plays. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. That was wonderful. And it's really accelerated. I mean, you know how much it's accelerated over the last few weeks, but in the yes, last few months. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I actually had been – I like tracking it to see, you know, how fast we're going to get there. And I uh, a week ago, I predicted it was going to arrive by Monday or Tuesday, and it arrived two or three days early. So that's good news, too. I mean, right. it's going faster than I anticipated. So, yeah, good news, <laughs> really good news all around. Yes, yes. And we have a question this morning Okay. Um, from Paulette, and she wants to know um, how come – 
she could feel at a raised vibration and she's feeling really good. And then out of the blue, she suddenly feels a dip. And then suddenly she's not feeling so high vibration. And she gets kind of stuck there in questioning why. Like, I was just feeling really good. Now out of the blue, I'm feeling at a low vibration. Why is this happening? And she wants to know what she could do about that and why does that happen. Okay. Um, as soon as you're reading that to me, the first thought that comes to my mind is that there's something that is triggering it for her. And if she can't see an external trigger for it, my guess is that it's subconscious, that it's internal, that there's some sort of subconscious tape that's playing that uh, shows up just when she's feeling good and she latches on to this this tape that's playing some you know, bad thing from her past or whatever, and that's what puts her into the bad mood. So the question is, what is it that she's thinking about leading up to that change? And it's often hard to figure that out. I mean, it's not like we're paying a whole lot of attention to what's going on in our subconscious minds. You know, that's why they're called yeah. subconscious minds. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my thought was when I read it was, first of all, we're all human. And regardless of how experienced you are with law of attraction and deliberately keeping yourself at a raised vibration, that could happen to anybody. Oh, yeah. Where we don't know. But in my opinion... It doesn't matter because it doesn't matter why your vibration dropped because, and that's what I feel is happening with her is it's dropping. She's realizing it. And instead of taking action to start pulling herself back up, she's stewing in, Oh my God, why did this happen? And when you, when she's spending all that time trying to figure out why, she's just keeping herself at that lower vibration. Yeah, very good point, because ultimately, uh, but, you, you, yeah. you can try to diagnose it all you want to, but unless you actually take steps to reverse it, diagnosing it isn't going to help. <laughs> right. Now, like kind of like you said, we don't know, and then sometimes we do know, and even with that, like depending on what happened, we don't want to stew in that low vibration for too long. So no. I would say for Paulette, um, if it just happens randomly and you don't know why, I would really suggest... Don't spend your time trying to figure out why, because that's just going to keep you feeling in that low vibration longer. Instead, just start gently pulling yourself back up vibrationally by, you know, I'm not sure how much she knows about law of attraction or any, any of the processes, but even if you just start thinking about simple things you enjoy, if it's a nice day, just look out the window and just think about how nice it is and just deliberately start pulling yourself up instead of trying to figure out why. Right, because ultimately, if you're not doing that, you're really in the other mode. You're in the mode of not pulling yourself up and staying in, in poorer places. And, you know, exactly. actually, I, I, as you were describing that, it occurred to me, David, this is something that happens a lot in the earlier stages of trying to master the law of attraction. Because yes. in the earlier stages, we aren't used to being in the higher vibrational level. And once we get there, it's like, oh, good, I made it. Wait a minute, I'm slipping, I'm slipping. <laughs> so we don't have that, that longer-term experience of it to kind of rely on. And that's really where the, the, the tools come in handy, the tools of, like, the affirmations and the exercises that you can do and, you know, the smiling and greeting people and social connecting and all the other stuff that you can do to bring your vibration level up, playing with your cat or your dog, I mean, taking the walk, doesn't matter what it is. But the exactly. point is, all those activities are what train us to stay more in the positive zone. So 
the fact that you got to the positive zone, that's actually something to celebrate. You stayed yeah. some time in the positive zone. You can pat yourself on the back for doing that. Now just keep doing the things that got you there. Yes, and I would also tell her too, it's, it's, you know, it's common that that happens. It's, you know, don't look at it like, you know, it's a bad thing. I mean, right. a lot of my clients, um, when that feeling and the way we're raised, your mind wants to know why. <laughs> like, right. why am I suddenly not feeling good? What's, what's causing this? Oh my God, you know, and you want to get all wrapped up in that and try to figure it out because we think once we figure that out, then it won't happen again. And I think that's just from how a lot of people are used to thinking. They they want to know the why. They want to know the why. They want to know the why. Just kind of yep. For, do your best to, at least from a law of attraction point of view, not have to know why and just refocus so you can raise yourself again. I think that would be wonderful. Oh, yeah. The, the, the other thing, too, is we call it the emotional set point. That's what Abraham Hicks calls it. But it's important to remember your emotional set point actually changes. I mean, that's how you raise it. If, if you couldn't yeah. change it, it wouldn't be raisable and it wouldn't fall. Well, that means yeah. that it's, it has a fluidity to it. So when you reach a certain point, it doesn't mean you're stuck there, whether it's a low point or a high point. It means that that's where you are right at this particular moment. And the next moment you could be at another place. So, you know, looked at it that way, we begin to realize our emotional set point is constantly flexing and flexing throughout the day. It's changing. And, it, you know, it's, it's adjusting to what we're thinking about and what we're feeling about. I was just reading um, from the book The Vortex, which is one of the books yeah. I haven't read yet. I, I finally got a copy of it, and I've been reading through it. And it makes a really good point along this line. It says, when you are I, – I, I don't actually have the book here, so this is not a direct quote, but this is the You're gist just of it. paraphrasing. Yeah. yeah, this is paraphrasing. This is the gist of what it's saying. So it's saying that when you are focusing on what is good, you are actually focusing on what is liked by your inner being or your non-physical being. And when you are focusing on something that doesn't feel good, you are focusing on something that your inner being doesn't like, which is a really interesting way of looking at it. The, the whole yeah. idea is yeah. that, that when you are focusing on something that you like, that's when you are most in alignment with your inner being, and that's when all the good stuff happens. When you're focusing yeah. on stuff that you don't like, you are out of alignment with your inner being. That's when it starts to feel bad. So negative emotions are basically the clue to you that you're just out of alignment. And being in yeah. alignment is when you're in a positive emotion. And when you, when you understand yeah. it that way, then you realize, well, okay, that's pretty easy then because all I have to do is get myself back into feeling happy again and I'm right back in alignment. <laughs> yes. And I, I've also had people ask, like, how come I was in such a high vibration and this, quote, bad thing happened? Why did that happen? I was, I was feeling I was at a high vibration. How could something low vibration happen? That's another common question people want to know. Like, I thought I was in a high vibration. And the question that I would ask in return is, how do you know that the thing that happened was in response to that vibration? How do you know it wasn't in response <laughs> to an earlier vibration where you weren't so high? Yes, and also, there's also a delay like that. That's right. That could have, maybe you were at a low vibration a day or two ago, and now that's just manifesting now. Like, it doesn't mean, it's not always in the moment. Like, just because you're in a high vibration doesn't mean that that can't happen. Which, but by again, the way, that, that's why but it's so I still wouldn't to get caught up in trying to figure out why with that either. Exactly, because that's the, how do you track that? How do you figure out which one you were? <laughs> well, let's see. I just had something bad happen to me. Was that the thought I had five minutes ago, the one six weeks ago, or the one two months ago? Like, who could possibly figure that one out? <laughs> right, and the point is, by keeping yourself at that raised vibration more than not, 
then you're setting yourself up for future raised vibration experiences. Yes. Whereas if you stay in the zone of trying to figure it all out, you're guaranteeing you're not going to be in a high vibration. <laughs> and I can tell you that from experience. Yeah. I have many years of experience of doing that. It works beautifully if you want to stay out of the high vibration land. <laughs> If you want to be in the high vibration land, probably not your best plan to do it that way. <laughs> but I think that's one of the big differences between people that know about the law of attraction and know how to work with it than those that don't, is that when something low vibration does happen, we don't stay there for too long. We deliberately do something to get ourselves out of it. Yeah, I found that uh, the what this really amounts to is very, very often, most often, when I'm knocking myself out of my high vibrational level, when I'm not feeling good, when I'm in, you know, feeling some kind of negative emotion, it's almost always because of a small handful of, I'll call them issues, really they're, you know, past patterns and patterns that have been really ingrained in myself that I have ingrained in myself over the decades. I, I find that I'm actually going back to one of those handful. So, um, mm. you know, for instance, if I'm a, a news watcher or a politics watcher or something along that line, I'm always, I'm always dragging myself back to that because that's my lifelong habit. And, and so when I'm in the process of shifting that habit of replacing it by, you know, not watching the news and watching something fun instead or, or reading a book that's good or something like that, when I'm not making that shift, Every once in a while, it just kind of sneaks up on me, and boom, I'm right back in focusing on the news again, which uh-huh, is frustrating. Uh-huh. But at least it, 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 it lets you know when, when, when you're finding that happen over and over again, now you know where you need to focus on the new stuff, the new stuff you've been learning. So every time I find myself focusing on the news, stop, uh-oh, I'm doing it again, uh-oh. <laughs> Laugh to myself. Oh, well, you know, I do that, but that's okay. I'm doing it less and less. What is it I have to do? Oh, that's right. Focus on the good stuff. So, oh, yeah. hi, cat. Pet the cat for a while. Oh, how beautiful the snow is. Enjoy the snow for a while. I mean, whatever the, the technique is you want to use, but you focus on something that feels good, and all of a sudden, the power of that bad habit doesn't seem so powerful anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And th- this is also something interesting that um, my a friend of mine said I could share, is that uh, we were talking, and he was sharing with me that, um, he feels like a lot of times when he talks to people, like what he's, what his, his opinion isn't so worthy. He doesn't feel like it's very valid and, um, he doesn't have very high self-esteem. And he was telling me all these things and I thought, wow. I said, well, can you tell yourself a different story? Like, how do you want, how do you want to feel when you're talking to people like you want to feel that what you say is valid and important and you want to feel you have worth and because from a law of attraction point of view the more he tells himself that same story he's just going to keep feeling that way that's right so yeah. i so i i want to bring that up with you and people listening because a lot of times we tell ourselves the same story oh well i'm someone who x and i'm someone who y and instead of doing that can you be brave enough to start telling yourself a different story of how you want to be instead of what you've been clinging to for so long that you're, you know, you're not valid enough or worthy enough or what you say isn't important. And I, th- I think that's uh, a, a great thing to bring up because, again, like with Paulette trying to focus on why she's at a low vibration, this also ties into that because the more we tell ourselves 
oh, what I say doesn't mean anything or I don't feel so worthy compared to other people, then the more we're just going to keep feeling that way. Right. Whereas if we change the story to I am continuously getting better and better, I'm getting really good at this law of attraction thing, I'm, I'm really getting control and, and, and a, a great deal of influence over how I feel. What a wonderful experience yeah. that's been. And, and I'm going to do it right now some more and some more and some more. And, oh, boy, this is so much better than wondering, oh, geez, why the heck isn't it working the way I want it to? Because <laughs> right. that, I know that only gets me to a bad place. And it's not an instant feeling that you feel either because he said well i've tried that before but it doesn't feel like it's real like it's really i do feel that way and i said i know it doesn't because it's new you're you're just so used to thinking the other way like don't give up like keep telling yourself how you want it to be or how you want to feel and eventually you will start feeling that way and by the way, if you have trouble telling a story, and I know that too real well because I had a lot of trouble early on telling a story because I thought the only story I could tell was something that was real. I couldn't, yep. I wasn't allowed yep. to make up something new. So I struggled <laughs> with that. And, and if there were times, and there were, David, there were times where I just couldn't come up with a story. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. But that's where you lean on one of the other tools. For me, and probably for anybody who loves music, I strongly recommend the listening to music thing. And by listening to music, I don't mean your typical top 40. I don't mean all the stuff about uh, good boys gone bad and, and chasing girls and getting her, you know, whatever, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. I'm talking about the stuff that has happy, upbeat uh, music, has happy, upbeat lyrics that is all feel-good music. Make a playlist of your favorite upbeat stuff and play it on your smartphone, you know, put your earbuds or your headphones on and just listen to that for like the next 15, 20 minutes. I guarantee you, if it's a truly positive playlist, you will have a smile on your face without intending to. Yes. Yes, that's true. That is true. And and then you, you talked about earlier about how, you know, how do you get a, a different conversation with other people? There's a great way to do it. And it's startling the first time it happens because you don't realize you have the, your smile on your face. You're out and about. You're listening to your <laughs> tune. And all of a sudden, people are giving you this big reaction saying, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just important to tell, start telling yourself the story of how you want to be, how you want to feel. Because what happens is the more you do that, even subconsciously, your subconscious mind starts to start believing that. And then when that happens, then it's kind of like very subtle. But next thing you know, you're talking to someone and you're like, wow, I felt pretty confident talking to that person. Mm. And they responded like I knew what I was talking about. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, yeah, you don't, we don't have to stay stuck with the story we keep telling about whatever it is. We're not good enough. What we say doesn't matter. I'll never do this. I'll never be that. Like just start telling yourself a different story, even if it doesn't feel natural at first. And just stick with that, and then eventually it will start feeling more normal, and, it, and you will start becoming more how you want to be. Yeah, because really the only thing you can do wrong at that point is to stick with the idea of, I can't seem to come up with a story. I can't seem to change this. I keep, I, I, every time I fall into a depression, that's the only story that you don't want to stay with. Almost anything else you go to is going to be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, mm-hmm. long, as long as it's in the positive <laughs> realm, it's going to be better. So just do any of the above. Tell the, tell the better story. Yeah. If you can't tell the better story, listen to the tunes. If you can't listen to the tunes, pet the cat. If you can't pet the pe- cat, play with the dog. If you can't pet the dog and play with the dog, go out and run around in nature. If nature is storming, <laughs> find something else. There's always something. You just have to find it. 
The most important thing, though, is don't stay in that zone of, oh, why is this working? Why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And and even from a law of attraction point of view with manifesting something, that too people can get stuck because we're so used to just experiencing what is. And like, like, well, what do you want? Oh, well, I want X, Y, and Z, but what is is not that. But what do you want? <laughs> we got to focus more on what we want than what is. And that, that can be tricky, too, because we can't see it. Right. It's often important to uh, focus on what we desire in the positive way rather than in the lack way. You want, don't want to focus yeah. on the lack of it. You want to focus on the, the actual it. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's usually a nice, easy way to, to get us over to that better telling story. Which reminds it, me, I want to take, just, uh, before we yeah. go any further, I want to take a, a, a short break here to remind people, this is your daily dose of happy, and we hope you are getting happier listening to it. We hope you have a smile on your face. And if you do, we want you to do a couple things. First of all, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, we want you to do exactly that. You can do that at LOAToday.net, which is probably where you're listening to this, or if you're on Spreaker.com, just go to LOAToday.net. If you are listening on a smartphone, an Apple iPhone or an Android, you can also subscribe there as well on the iphone you do it through the itunes store or through your podcast app either way works just fine just do a search on loa today and same thing on the android you can also subscribe on the android through google play so you have lots of different options lots of ways to do it but please do subscribe um and and it's been working putting this message out because more and more people are subscribing that's why our plays are up so dramatically there is that is a, wonderful. It's yeah. wonderful. Now, there's a second thing we want you to do as well. If you are liking this, and presumably you are because you just said, okay, I'll go subscribe. <laughs> the <laughs> other thing we want you to do is to tell your friends through social media. So go to your Facebook, go to Instagram, go to Twitter, go to Reddit, go to whatever you use for your social media and say, hey, I'm just listening to this LOA Today podcast, and it's pretty good. thought you'd like to, to hear about it because the more that it gets shared with friends – and and uh, relations and followers and so on and so forth, the faster our message spreads. Because our goal, David, we've actually set a goal now. You and I didn't really get a chance to talk about it before our, today's podcast. But yeah. we've set a goal of reaching 1 million plays by the, by the end of 2018. That would be wonderful, yes. And that's actually a very reachable <laughs> goal because at the rate we've been growing, we would actually reach that in six months. Well, so, so it's definitely reachable. It, it, it can be done. Is it going to be a little bit uh, a stretch of faith maybe? Well, sometimes perhaps, but I believe it. I think we can actually make it. I think we will reach it. And the way that we're going to do it, one of the ways anyway that we're going to do that is by friends telling friends and people subscribing. So please subscribe. And after all, hey, it's free. I mean, it's not like you have to pay yes, for it. Yes, that's right. You know? And just while we're making announcements, if anyone's considering Law of Attraction Life Coaching, Please go to my site, lifecoachdavid.com, and you can find out how to contact me for that. And I do always offer a first free mini phone coaching session. Excellent. So please take me up on that if you want to, because you'll enjoy it, and it's it's fun. And you, you have fun, too, I know. So it's fun both ways. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so anyway, we are on Abraham Hicks Chapter 17. We're, we're moving right along here, David. Do you realize? I know. That's well, not, chapter 17 sounds so far into it. Well, well, there are 22 chapters in the book, so we're, we're like over three-quarters of the way through. This chapter is entitled, Where Are You and Where Do You Want to Be? Gee, that sounds just like what Paulette was asking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, Paulette... 
this actually is a good way to think about what it is that you're trying to do because they, they come up with the metaphor of the GPS in this. This is the first time that, uh, I, as far as I know, that I'm aware of, rather, that I know of, any uh, of the gurus in the law of attraction sphere brought up the GPS example. And you can tell when you read the chapter. I'll, I'll read the first part of the chapter, David, and you'll realize just how old this chapter is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it says, have you seen the global positioning navigation systems that are available in vehicles today? An antenna on the roof of your vehicle sends a signal to satellites in the sky that identify your current location. Clearly, this is before smartphones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I bet the message will still be good. <laughs> the message is still good. You read on, it says... The navigation system never asks, this is the GPS, the navigation system never asks, where have you been? It does not ask, where have you, why have you been there so long? Its only mission is to assist you in getting from where you are to where you want to be. And your emotions provide a similar guidance system for you, for their primary function is also to help you travel the distance from where you are to wherever you want to be. That, that, that's a really good analogy. It's straightforward. It is. You know, yeah. Anybody can really just buy into it quickly because we, we're all used to GPS. I mean, 20 years ago, most people didn't even know what GPS was. That's true. Today, everybody <laughs> uses it, you know? And the thing about GPS is when you have um, a GPS analogy like this, and since it's so straightforward, you, you can talk about it in, in terms of, like, what happens if you do an actual trip. And they do that in this chapter. They say, for instance, there's one subsection called, Each Thought Moves You Closer to or Farther From San Diego. And it says, just as it is easy for you to contemplate a successful trip from Phoenix to San Diego, it will be easy for you to contemplate a successful trip from financial insecurity to financial security or from sickness yes. to wellness or from confusion to clarity. And on your trip from Phoenix to San Diego, there will be no major unknowns, for you understand the distance between the two cities. You know where you are along the way, and you understand what moving in the wrong direction means to your success. And once you understand your own emotional guidance system, similarly, you will never again be confused about where you are in relationship to where you want to be. Also, you will feel with each thought that you offer whether you are moving closer to or further from your desired outcome. And I love the way Mike Dooley talks about this one. Because he, he uses the same analogy, right? Yeah. And in his analogy, he says, think about it. Do you ever try to travel from Phoenix to San Diego, get three-quarters of the way there and say, this doesn't work, and turn around and go around the other back, go, yeah. back, go back home to, to Phoenix? You never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you do that? Well, because you won't get there. <laughs> Well, it's yeah. the same thing. It's the same thing. I mean, if we spend all of our time saying, well, it hasn't arrived, it hasn't arrived, we're never going to get there. All we're doing is just turning around and going back home. It's the same yeah. thing. And to add to that, because I like, when I talk to people about this, I also say, like, when you go to the market, when you get in your car to go to the market, you just have the certainty that you're going to get there. You don't, there's no question you're not going to get there, whether it's the market or whatever. So if, if you can have that same kind of certainty about something you want to manifest. It's got to happen. It's mm -hmm. got to. It does, and it will. You just have to be willing to let it unfold in its own time. Because like you said, there's a time delay, and neither yeah. David nor me can tell you how long that delay is going to be because it's different every time. There's just no way to do it. Can't do it. No. <laughs> no, and, it, and once you start questioning that, then you're lowering your vibration about it, so you're better off not even questioning the time thing. That's right, that's right. So, yeah, this is like right on, on uh, cue for what Paulette was asking about. 
Paul, did, did you read ahead, Paulette, and read Chapter 17 or wonder, you know, if we're going to be talking about that? <laughs> Maybe this was like your way of trying to get us into the topic. I don't know. It was a perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, now, there's a, the second section of this chapter does a nice job of telling you what the alternative is to worrying about it. It says, subhead title, your greatest gift to give is your happiness. Now, I, I, sh- I should probably read a little bit that comes before it because when they introduce the topic, they're actually talking, among other things, about the role that others play in your experience. So, for instance, they say, you are surrounded by many influences in your physical environment, and often others ask to ask or insist that you behave differently in order to positively affect their experience. And you're deluged with laws and rules and regulations that are imposed by others, and almost everyone seems to have an opinion about how you should behave. But it is not possible for you to stay on track between where you are and where you want to be if you are using those kinds of outside influences to guide you. Often you're pulled this way and that way in an attempt to please another, only to discover that no matter how hard you try, you cannot consistently move in any pleasing direction. (laughs) (laughs) You ever notice that? All the people who want to impose rules and and behaviors and so forth, we can't possibly, possibly please them. There's no way to do it. Nothing you do is enough. There is never enough. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you can't get to happiness that way, well, you know, if you can't get to attracting what you want that way, what is the root? And that's what they answer next. They say, your greatest gift to give is your happiness. The greatest gift that, that you could ever give to another is your own happiness. For when you are in a state of joy, happiness, or appreciation, you are fully connected to the stream of pure positive source energy that is truly who you are. And when you are in that state of connection, anything or anyone that you are holding as your object of attention benefits from your attention. No one else needs you to be or do things for them in order for them to be fulfilled, for all of them have the same access to the stream of well-being that you do. Like, wow, that's like so different from what society so often tells us, from what our parents tell us, from our teachers tell us, from what our bosses tell us, from what our spouses tell us, from what our kids tell us sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So basically when you, when someone keeps themselves at a very raised vibration, not only is it helping them because they're feeling really good, but it's also benefiting people around them. Right, or to put it in other terms, when people are keeping themselves in a state of joy, happiness, or appreciation, because that's that high vibration level. So really, your your goal, our goal at all times, is to be joyful and happy and to appreciate stuff. Yes, I had a question along these lines that this reminded me to ask you, because we all know in previous episodes that your wife is a good cook, right? Yes, oh yes. And... And she feeds you very well. Oh yes. So would you when you would you say that when you're eating that scrumptious meal that your wife makes, does that raise your vibration? That and the fact that almost every time when we're sitting down eating, I turn to her and say, "Thank you." Yeah. I really appreciate it because she's such a better cook than I am. I mean, she'll tell you that I'm learning (laughs) to be pretty good, and I have learned quite a bit from her. But let's be honest, she's so much better than I am. And I just appreciate what she does. I mean, David, you have to understand what the contrast is here, right? We live in a world of contrast. Well, my contrast growing up was high contrast <laughs> because yeah, my yeah. mom tried very hard. My mom, mom did a great job of keeping food in front of us, and we were fed you know, regularly, and, and uh, you know, our needs were taken care of. But she'll be the first one to tell you she wasn't really a good cook. And as a result, you know, the pork chops would be dry and, and, uh, you know, 
There, there was the occasional burned roast and stuff like that. You know, not, not a lot, you know, but it was just, and she didn't really know a whole lot about flavoring and using spices and so forth. So I grew up eating bland, boring food. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that, ate it. I had food, but did not put you in a high vibration. Not, not particularly. No, I mean it, it, yeah. it certainly helped with vibration because without the food, I probably would have, you know, starved to death. <laughs> but the point is that I didn't have the high vibration out of it. And when right. I met Louise and found she could cook, I mean, literally, the old cliche about um, the the secret to a man's heart is through his belly was really <laughs> true in my case because yeah. I had every reason to respond to somebody who could come along and give me something. I'm like, wow. That tastes really good. <laughs> now, what's what's like one of your favorite things she makes? Oh, gee, uh, what would I pick? Actually, you know what? One of the best things that she does is it isn't a particular dish. It's yeah. a it's a I guess you might call it a, a personal rule that she follows. Um, she believes in making recipes that are quick and easy, and so mm-hmm. she calls them her not complicated recipes. And that's what they are. They're not, comp- they're, they're, you know, the recipes that she's spending maybe five or ten minutes in the kitchen and there's put in the oven and we're done, you know. And that's about right. it, you know. Right. That, that's the extent of her, her cooking. But what she does in those five or ten minutes is extraordinary. So what, let's see, what's my favorite thing? Um, she has a number of interesting vegetable dishes. One yeah. of them is a squash soup. It's a yellow squash and zucchini good. and you mix it with V8 juice or some other tomato type juice and she puts in some onion and a few other spices. I'm not sure what they are. And then, uh, after it's kind of cooked for a while, like, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes or whatever it is that she yeah. cooks it, um, she finishes it off by putting cheese on top, melting cheese on Ooh, top. Ooh, that sounds good. And that's like, I, I have never tasted anything like that before. That, <laughs> I mean, I've been but in restaurants that never did that. So- so when she serves something like that, like are there different things she makes that put you at a higher vibration than other things? Or like, no, not really. They all up, like, do. The food that like, could could like an amazing, delicious meal put you at a high vibration compared to just an okay meal. There aren't that many just okay meals. <laughs> They're all good. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they all make you feel a whole lot better by the time you're done eating them. There, there are times where I inhale the, ho- the food because it's so good, and I have to slow myself down and say, you know, enjoy this thing. It's really good. Don't, don't rush through yeah, this. I would say those, that would definitely feel like a high vibration time when you're inhaling because it's just so good. <laughs> but you're missing all the flavor because you're just swallowing it before your tongue has a chance to appreciate it. <laughs> What about desserts? Does she also make dessert? Oh, we won't even go there. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, she's so good at desserts, we're trying to cut down on them. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and one of the reasons well, she's so good, good at it. So, yeah, you, you ask one of the reasons why she's so good, one of the things that she's good at. She uses, she, she doesn't use the, the canned stuff. She doesn't use the prep stuff, you know, the, the like the, the ready whip or anything like that. If she wants to put right, whipped right. cream on, she'll take actual cream, put it into a bowl, and run mixer wow. and whip it up, you know? That is so good when that, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a hundred times better than Cool Whip. I mean, come on. It's not even a comparison. <laughs> Anybody who grew up with Cool Whip or Ready Whip, you know, they may not know the difference, but when you have real whipped cream for the first time, you say, whoa. <laughs> this yes. is different. So at least you know at dinner time, you're going to put yourself in a raised vibration because you're going to be so well fed and the food tastes so good. By the time you're done, you're just going to be raised. Oh, yeah. The moment that we sit down to dinner, you know what my first thing to do is? <laughs> my first thing is, 
Yeah. Just release. Yeah. Release any stresses. It's the very first thing I do. And it, it's not even something I think about. It's not like I have to plan. Before I sit down to eat, I'm going to release some stress. No, I just, oh, thank goodness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, thinking about it in the moment right now, I wonder when people binge eat, maybe that's actually yes. raising their vibration. They don't even realize it. Well, it's an attempt to raise their vibration. They yeah, probably don't think about so that. Yeah, good, and, then, and they're forgetting about whatever issues, and they're just enjoying the food. The difficulty, and my wife is also a former psychotherapist, so I learned this from her. The difficulty with uh, overeaters is that very often they're overeating not just because the food tastes good, but because... Yeah. It, like any other kind of addiction, is about trying to mask pain. Yeah. It may be a physical yeah. pain. It may be emotional pain. It may be mental pain. It can be all kinds of different pain. But the point is, the feeling is that if you just stuff the food in, you're stuffing the pain out of the way and you won't feel it anymore, which, by the way, doesn't work. Right. So when it doesn't right. work, you just keep stuffing more food in, and that's how you right, put it Right, because then when you're pounds. done eating, you need more of it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's how you so get we don't, into the we don't want to, So I don't want to suggest that everyone rush out and <laughs> buy a box of whatever and go crazy eating it because you'll raise your vibration. But during meals and such, I guess you, we can use those times as a way we can raise our vibration when we have a delicious meal. We can use that. Like, wow, that was so amazing. That felt, it felt right. so good to have that nice food. Well, that's what the whole idea of not inhaling is. The, 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 Perhaps the more positive way of saying not inhaling the food is savoring the food. <laughs> you know, so, so yeah. you really want to take the time to savor every bite and just enjoy every bite because you can raise yourself to a high vibration really quickly that way. And you don't have to eat a lot because you're eating slowly. That's the point. Yes, like, you're, ta- you're just like taking a lot of time. I know for me, when I, have a, when I have a really nice piece of lemon meringue pie, oh, yes. and I just take each piece and just let each piece melt in my mouth. I'm just like, mmm. And I could, I'm definitely feeling a raised vibration from each time I do that compared to if I just like wolf it down and then before I know it, it's gone. <laughs> now, I did recently, I can't remember if I told you or one of my other co-hosts, but I did recently tell the story about one of uh, the failures because Louise doesn't hit it perfectly out of the park every time. She makes mistakes <laughs> too. And, and one of the funniest ones was many years ago when she made lemon meringue pie for our family and it turned into lemon marine pie because she used salt instead of sugar. Oh, that's right. Yes, but the salt, you had told I, me I that. I told yeah. you that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So so she is not 100% perfect on it, but that's okay because there's so much that's good that doesn't make any difference. And the rest gives you something <laughs> well, to laugh we'll at. We'll give her a little break once or twice. <laughs> oh, more than that, because it's funny. I mean, that that's actually a, a family story now. <laughs> the time <laughs> Louise served us lemon marine pie, and the best part was the family ate it. <laughs> they loved it. <laughs> so anyway, food can be a, a vibration raiser, but within <laughs> within the... the realms of not binging. Yeah, you don't need to binge. Binging actually doesn't... Binging probably sets you back because if you're binging you aren't taking the time to savor you can't right then when you're done doing that you'll probably feel bad that you did it which is lowering your vibration yeah but but if you take the time to savor what you're eating oh my goodness especially if i know it's amazing yes yeah you know what my favorite thing is recently just a good steak you know Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. please forgive me if you're a a vegan or a vegetarian but i just love a good steak (laughs) Especially one that's been seasoned right. We get this. We have the seasoning that we use on our steak. We use it almost all the time. It's called Montreal steak, and it's, I don't uh-huh. even know what's in it. But you, you you rub it into the steak, and then you you, know, you grill it or whatever, and it's just delicious. You get a, a, a nice tender, juicy steak with that stuff, and it, I mean, I'm in, I'm in heaven. <laughs> I'm just in heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
so that was you, good. What, I mean, I guess everyone has different things. Like, what, you know, that desert island dish. Like, you know, what's five things you would yeah. take if you <laughs> could only bring five things? <laughs> what, what, what's your favorite dish? Do you have a favorite that you do or that uh, your partner does or whatever? Um, My favorite dish. I don't know. There's this place I go around here that makes this amazing salad. It's like the whole thing is chopped, and it's got all different kinds of vegetables and they take like sesame chicken and chop it all up and jumble it all with honey mustard dressing. And that, whenever I eat that, I'm just like out of 10, like, oh, this mm. just tastes so good. And pretty much, <laughs> pretty much any dessert that's really good, I'm in. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, in. David's there. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> when it comes to dessert, that's where I have to be careful because I just love desserts and we picked chocolate up a- chip cookies and Pies and cakes and <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> it's all good. We we picked up a a, a recipe for a salad at a, a friend's house one time many years ago, um, but it's it's such an uh, unusual combination. I thought I'd mention it. It's baby oh. leaf spinach with cut strawberries and a vinaigrette on top. Mm. And that's that, that sounds, sounds like a really weird combination, you know, strawberries in a salad. That's like what. <laughs> but you yeah, eat no, it. I've had I've had strawberries and salads before, or, or blueberries and strawberries. It's it's good. Well, especially good. strawberries with with baby leaf um, spinach. There's something about <laughs> that combination that is just unexpected. And you put well, your finger on top. Too, oh like, my goodness! An- another way for me where a meal could raise my vibration mm-hmm. because I try to eat very healthfully. Yeah. And especially when I go out, because at home it's much easier to do. But when I go out. And I see all these choices that I could have, like my mind might go to the high fat, high calorie dish. But then if I pick something that's still enjoyable, but much healthier, and I eat that, when when I think about my day, I'm like, wow, that was so good that I chose the healthier option. And that makes me, that raises my vibration that I was aware enough to go for the healthier option to help myself than going just for the, whatever the, the high calorie option was. That's a nice way to look at it. I, I like that yeah. because that's a way to turn it into a real positive. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Like when I make that healthier decision when I'm out, and now now some restaurants I don't know about by you, but some of them now have the calorie count. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen that. And I was I was shocked when I saw some. I mean, some things that I was getting that I didn't realize had so many calories did. I was like, wow, that that one dish had like. 1200 calories or whatever it was yeah i'm thinking so of one in particular it's a it's a chain that makes cheesecake so you can imagine which chain the cheesecake factory <laughs> yeah they they started doing that yeah. and i was like shocked like how many calories some of those dishes have oh it's just amazing how much sugar is in those things it's just crazy <laughs> it's actually a good way not, to get incentive not, to mean, eat not just the desserts like their main oh like even their the main meals courses, as well. yeah well, they're known for their cheesecake, so that's why I mentioned that. But uh, yeah, you know, you look at at the the desserts, and they're all a minimum of a thousand calories and up. You say, "Whoa, wait a minute!" <laughs> I'm like, "Wait a minute! We're only supposed to have a few thousand for the whole day." <laughs> if I eat this, it's going to be like I can't eat anything else. <laughs> well, we were actually fortunate in a sense, unfortunate slash fortunate, because. Louise's favorite cheesecake is no longer on their menu. It was a Kahlua. Oh no! Which what was it? It was a Kahlua cheesecake, and she absolutely loved it. And then about <laughs> I don't know about a year ago or something like that, they took it off the menu. And it's actually reduced how often we go to the cheesecake factory. So it's actually been a, a blessing in disguise when you think about it. Well, that's a plus. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but she keeps reminding but, but, me, we have a gift card from the Cheese Factory we haven't used up, so one of these days we have to use it up. She keeps giving me the nudge, you know. <laughs> well, if you don't use it, you can send it to me because I'll go. <laughs> David, <laughs> you're supposed, to, you're, you're supposed to encourage me and say, no, no, don't go, don't go, don't go. Instead, you say, send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, next time you go out and you deliberately order the healthier thing, you're, you're going to feel good. It, it just... It raises your vibration to do that than just going for whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, recently, we had been into the dessert thing a little bit too much, and I was feeling it. There was one <laughs> night, my, my wife, uh, we had our uh, her brother and uh, sister-in-law over, and uh, it was a wonderful visit. We had a great time. And she made a cake with a frosting. I think it's called a Harvest Moon Frosting, something from ah. their childhood that uh, she and her brother would remember. And her brother loved it. And I, I ate it, but the, the frosting didn't really do it for me. I think it was more the childhood memory than anything else. Although Louise right, right. says it's a delicious frosting. Well, the, later on that night, I was, I mean, I slept, which is good because often too much sugar doesn't let me sleep. But yeah, I woke up. I, I didn't feel good that night. I woke up the next morning like, oh god, I can't eat any more of this. I said, you know, if there's any of that cake left, just throw it out. <laughs> I just, I can't <laughs> eat any more of that. It's just not affecting me well. And she ended up throwing it out. Believe it or not, she had one more wow. piece, but she ended up throwing it out. So yeah, <laughs> there's another way to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe maybe we have a new idea for a book now: food and the law of attraction. Food and the law of attraction. Yeah. Hmm. So how do you want to go to a bunch of different restaurants and just try everything on the menu, and we can determine which foods raise our vibration oh, over see. other foods. Okay. Yeah. So basically, we'll come up with a list of of dishes, and we'll rank them in terms of their vibration level. Yes, that's right. And I, I'm already telling you, lemon meringue pie is going to be on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is one little problem with it because. Vibration is all about personal preference. So my preference and your preference might not be somebody else's preference, but we could certainly market it as a book of what our preferences are. Yeah, and it will be fun just to give people an idea, like raise your vibration through food. <laughs> and stay away from the high anyway, calorie stuff. <laughs> we suddenly turn into like a cooking class, but let's get back to the book. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, welcome to uh, um, Julia Child. And uh, the French chef, right? <laughs> yes. So, or maybe maybe Esther Hicks will hear this, and she'll ask Abraham, and she'll write a book. She'll write a book about food and food and vibration. Well, you never know. That that's always possible. Yeah. So okay, all right, you're right. Let's get back to the book. Um, <laughs> the, we we just talked about how your greatest gift to give is your happiness, and that uh, well, I, I should probably finish reading that section because um, it says no one else needs you to be or do things for them in order for them to be fulfilled. That's really important to remember. Yes. For all of them have the same access to the stream of well-being that you do. Often others who do not understand that they have access to the stream suffer in their inability to hold themselves in a place of feeling good and ask you to behave in a way that they believe will make them feel better. But not only do they hold you in a place of discomfort as they try to make you responsible for their joy, they hold themselves in a place of bondage as well, for they cannot control the way any other behaves. And if that control is necessary for their happiness, then they are truly in trouble. So, your happiness does not depend on what others do. That's a that's yeah. a freeing thought, really, when you think about it. That's a big, yeah, that's big. That's big. Yeah. The, the idea that your happiness 
is not dependent on others. And more importantly, from some people's point of view, their happiness is not dependent on you. Not only frees you up, it removes an opportunity to be addicted to another person because that's another kind of addiction. They call it codependency, right? Where where you, you are addicted to whether or not the other person is happy. And you can never win at that one. That, no. That's a that's no, a loser. It's circumstantial. We can't rely on that. It's not just circumstantial. It's other people's choices. You are dependent upon other people's choices in order to feel good. I mean, you may feel good one out of 150 times doing that. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. More likely, you won't ever feel good doing that. So, right. Yeah, of course, I mean, it doesn't mean like you know, someone could do something nice for you. And, of course, that will make you feel good temporarily. But... We can't rely on that. Right. If, you, if you're relying on that, you're basically wasting a lot of good living time. Yes. Because you're, yes. not, you're not actually living. You're waiting to live. Now, that should be the name of a book, like Waiting for, Go, for Godot, Waiting to Live. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but I, I remind people all the time that happiness and high vibration cannot be circumstantial. We, mm. we have to deliberately create that within ourselves. We cannot rely on outside circumstances for that. And, and it's, not a, it's not even fun to do so. I mean, no. relying on somebody else for me to be happy, is that, that is such an ugly prospect, particularly from where I'm sitting right now. But even back when I was in my most depressed state, I knew that was not the route to happiness. That was not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah. Let's change the subject because I'm feeling depressed already. <laughs> oh no! Let's go back to food then. <laughs> so let's see. Let's look at what the opposite of that is. Instead of being dependent upon somebody else for being happy, let's look at what happens when we are happy ourselves and they get to vicariously share in our happiness. That's a different feel entirely. That's that, different. That's, yeah. a, that's a feeling of I am in power. I am I'm in control of my own feelings. I get to choose what it is I'm going to prefer, and in that way, I'm going to feel better. And oh, by the way, somebody else ends up being happy too. <laughs> that's like the cherry on top. That's what happens when I'm listening to my positive music as I'm walking along, and all of a sudden I get this big reaction from somebody because I don't realize I'm smiling. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same mm-hmm. thing. So I'm making myself happy, and all of a sudden, boom, somebody on the bike path is smiling back at me like, whoa, that was good. <laughs> How did I do that? Yes. Yes, just by your being happy, it affects other people. It's it, like I always like to tell this example. Um, I used to take the bus a lot, and I noticed that when I when we all got off the bus, if I said to the bus driver, have a wonderful day, and the person behind me would say the same thing, and behind them would also make a nice comment. But if I didn't say anything, people just got up and no one said anything. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, just from my saying, have a wonderful day, that triggered someone else to also say it, and the person behind them also to say it. Yeah, it does turn into that after a while, if if you're willing to look for it. If you're going to look instead to see whether or not you got a great reaction and then decide to feel bad because you didn't get a great reaction – you're not going to notice that part. But yeah. if you skip over that and just wish somebody a happy day and just sit back and watch what happens around that person, you're right. You're going to be more likely to see that kind of behavior happen. Yeah, so by, by, by us deliberately keeping ourselves happy, it does affect other people in a positive way. It does. It does. I, I continue to be amazed how often now I get good reactions on my walks. I mean, because that's one of my favorite ways to meet people. Not meet yeah. them, but, you know, to, to see people out, out and about. Yeah. And 
it, it, when I first started doing the walks for the purpose of feeling happier, I was doing it deliberately and I was, you know, studying the nature deliberately, following my wife's uh, directions, basically. Here's how you can get yourself feeling happy just by drawing in the energy from nature. Absolutely. And after a while, after I started learning ways to just feel happy without necessarily having to depend on nature, but just, you know, the different kinds of things we've talked about, then all of a sudden I started getting the other reactions from people. Most of my time growing up and even in my early adulthood, I didn't get positive reactions most of the time. Most of the time I got uh, neutral reactions or, or no uh, reaction at all, which was a mirror of what I was doing because I wasn't giving any reaction either. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but by changing my own behavior about my own happiness, about my own joy and my own emotional set point and so forth, all of a sudden I started getting different reactions from people. That That's like, that's that's a major, major breakthrough to get to that point and realize that. Yeah, that's like one of those big aha moments. It is. It's a very big aha moment. And and it's a, it's kind of stunning at first. The first time it yeah. happens, it's like, whoa, what was that? And, and you're trying to piece together, what actually happened here? <laughs> <laughs> but then it starts happening over and over again, and you, oh, you start getting used to it, you know? This is a, this is nice. I like this. Let's keep this going. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And, and even have to return something or call someone based on how you do that can determine your result like if you if you come in like really nice and oh i really need your help can you help me then you're going to get a much better response and more help than someone who calls in all like i have a complaint oh you know it's just gonna it's it's like that like like with law of attraction like energy attracts like energy so uh, we had one of those little glitches there. So you, you were talking about when you're calling who? Oh, no, I was saying another example of what we're talking about is, you know how sometimes you have to return something or you have a problem with someone's service or oh, whatever, or you I need see. someone's help at a company. Right. Because we were talking about when we keep ourselves feeling happy, it affects other people. Well, even with that, like if you call in and you're, keeping yourself happy and being, oh, hi, I just need your help with something. And you're coming from that point of view, you're more likely to get the help and a positive response compared to if you're calling up saying, I had a complaint and this went wrong. And you know what I'm saying? Like depending on how your energy is, that can also affect the response you get. Oh, yeah, in a big way. Because yeah. everything that's going on inside you shows up on your face. That's one thing I learned. Everything that goes on yeah. inside you shows up on your face. Unless you're a but complete I, poker player, <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's another example. Like one of the one of my favorite um, definitions of law of attraction is like energy attracts like energy. So mm. that's another example of how that works. Dealing with other people, if you come from a nicer place, then you're more likely to get a nicer response and more help compared to if you're all coming in a more low vibration place. But because the other, the person on the other end is going to re react to that and respond to that. You know, we've got a couple minutes left, and, and you said something there that I wanted to touch upon that we maybe we should do it for a show at some point. But you mentioned how like energy attracts like energy. And yeah. You, and you mentioned that in the context of relating with other people. And it occurs yeah. to me, one of the things that I've realized now is not true, but it is a very common cliche, is that opposites attract. Oh. I, just, <laughs> I just wanted to touch on that for a second because that can seem confusing. It does seem like opposites attract, doesn't it? But what it can sometimes. But when you actually look up close, what you find is it isn't so much that the opposites attracted. 
what attracted was the similarities, but the opposites filled in the gaps for each other. Mm. And so mm-hmm. we feel like, well, since they filled in the gaps for each other, that we were attracted based on that. Actually, you weren't really attracted based on that. But once you came together, the fact that you were kind of filling in, in for each other made it feel even better. And so you think, mm-hmm. oh, it must be that the opposites attract. Well, not really. No, it wasn't the opposites. It was the similarities. <laughs> and, and to take that a step further, to take that one step further, when you are focusing on the the, the filling in the gaps, you're basically saying, I want that person, that other person to always fill in that gap for me. And that's a basis for being addicted to a person. So what you well, really that, want yeah, to do... Yeah, that's getting back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. That's right. So So what you really want to do is, yeah, great if somebody comes along and they fill in a gap for you. But notice what the gap was, and then take advantage of the fact that you're feeling good to work on making yourself no longer dependent upon that. In other words, learn to find your own gap. For you, for, ne- for next week's call, because we were talking about food and food raising your vibration. So if you're up to this challenge, let me know. So during this week, just if you can, come up with one or two foods that you ate that raised your vibration, and I'll do the same thing, and then we can share that on the next call. Okay. Um, Are you up for that? Yeah, I'll give that a shot. Why not? I'll make a note. Okay, so <laughs> okay. Two, foods, two foods that raise my vibration. All right. Yeah, so next week I said, oh, well, that, this week I had X and Y. Wow, when I ate those two things, I was like, woo, <laughs> that really raised my vibration. You're, you're just determined to write that book, aren't you? I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be fun. So let, let me know what works for you, and I'll let you know what works for me. Okay. I've added to my list. I actually have a list of topics now that I'm keeping, and, and so I've got this one with a D for David, and now I know this is one that <laughs> you and I are going to do. So, yeah, we'll do that as part of uh, when we do Chapter 18 next week. That sounds good. Uh, just want to remind everybody one more time, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe, LOAToday.net. If you're on an iPhone, iTunes, you can just look for the phrase LOA Today, or you can do it through the podcast software on, on an iPhone. Again, just search on LOA Today with a little magnifying glass. If you're on an Android, same thing, but this time do it with Google Play. Search for LOA Today. And uh, Oh, by the way, you can also find us other places, too. We're, we're now on SoundCloud. We're on YouTube. Uh-oh. All of our broadcasts are now automatically recording onto YouTube so that you can do replays there as well. And, you know, of course, you can do it on LOAToday.net and through the um, the podcast feed. So lots of different ways to connect. And, uh, David, one more time, how do they reach you if um, they want to, uh, you know, get the coaching help and so forth? By, by the way, um, didn't you before I even uh, get you to tell me about that, didn't you tell me – Oh, like, I don't know, a few, maybe a month ago, something like that. You actually had somebody who had re- who had called you off of our podcast here. It was the first one. And I'm not asking for any details about that person's situation, but how did it work out? Oh, it worked out. Yeah, I've gotten several uh, positive responses from the uh, broadcast. So that's, that's wonderful. So um, if anybody wants to experience Law of Attraction coaching, and just so people know, to remind them, I am a certified and at this point very experienced law.com. And you can find out more about me and how to book. I always offer a first free mini phone coaching session. And this coaching is phone coaching, so it doesn't really matter where you live. You don't have to be local. So uh, that's lifecoachdavid.com, and you can contact me from there. Very good. And uh, I love the fact that people are responding 
off of doing the podcast because obviously that, that helps you with your business. But more importantly, it means that people are actually taking advantage. So good. That's people who are deciding they want to yeah. be empowered. They want to actually, you know, learn to apply this in their own lives. And, they, and a little private coaching certainly helps along those lines. David, we did it again. Another great episode on, on uh, Abraham Hicks and asking it yeah. as given. I can't wait to do the next one. And another episode where I'm hungry enough after all that food talk about food. <laughs> so what are you going to go eat? No, no, no. We don't have time for that. David, it's been a pleasure as usual. Have a great week. <laughs> we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.